hour is upon us here on the East Coast. It's a few minutes after midnight, but we're still going strong. Our next guest is another undefeated uh, fighter uh, in the bantamweight division, record of 17-0-2 with nine KOs. He is fighting uh, also on March 10th in uh, Michigan for the WBO NABO bantamweight title, a 10-rounder. His opponent is also undefeated, so this should be a good one. Nikolai Poltovov, and we're talking about Antonio Nieves. Welcome to the show, Antonio. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, uh, especially this late in uh, such a busy time for you. And uh, I'll start off the same way I started off with uh, Wesley. What do you think of the, the main event tonight? Danny Garcia loses for the first time in his professional career, split decision over Keith one-time now, two-time champion Thurman. Uh, what did you think of the fight? Uh, overall, I think it was a good fight. I I think that the decision was correct. Um, I had it a little bit more for Thurman winning, but overall, he I did see him winning the fight. All righty. I, I, I agree with that, and uh, certainly uh, a fight that's going to be uh, talked about. But now let's talk a little bit about your fight coming up. You're fighting a fellow... Undefeated fighter, 10-rounder on a, a high-stakes card, if you will, a card that is televised on Showbox. I'm a, are you going to be on the TV uh, part of the, the telecast as well? Yes. Um, we're the Coleman event. We're right before uh, Clarissa Shield. All right. Good stuff there. And you're fighting a guy who resides in Brooklyn uh, from Russia. Uh, Good-looking fighter uh, as well, Nikolai off. How do you see this fight going? I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, he's a very solid fighter. Um, overall, though, I, I think I, I got the skills and what it takes to beat him. All righty. Now, you, you, you've had a couple of fights on your uh, where you've gone to 10 rounds. Uh, one of your draws is uh, the 10 round distance, and then uh, your last fight was scheduled for uh, six rounds, so it's not a stranger to going to ten rounds. Uh, but the, explain a little bit of a difference because you've even, most of your fights that uh, you fought were under ten rounds. In, in terms of preparation and uh, keeping up with your stamina, how, how do you prepare differently for a ten rounder? You know, we we're doing uh, mostly um, some of the same work, but you know, we obviously pick it up a notch. Um, doing more work for the for the time that's remaining. You know, we when we're fighting four rounds, then we're moving up to six, and you know we keep we keep on with the same work. We just we keep bringing up a notch, so we we keep uh, working harder for to last those those other rounds. So we make sure we're in shape for whatever rounds we're going. All righty. So now we're less than a week away from this fight. Uh, give us a little bit of a synopsis of uh, what your preparation and what your life is going to be like uh, up until fight time. Uh, what's your game plan going to be? You know, um, like I said, he's a very good fighter, but his strongest point is that he lets his hands go when you're in front of him. Our game plan is to, you know, Use use our boxing. Well, I, I don't mean the game plan. I don't. I don't mean your game plan in terms of the approach to a fight. We don't want to give that away. But I'm, I'm talking about okay. game plan in terms of uh, what you're going to be doing day in and day out. Uh, how are you going to be preparing physically and mentally from here on in up until fight time? 
you know, till till now we we've done everything that we gotta do to get prepared uh, physically. Right now, from here till Friday, I'm pretty much just working on maintaining my weight and making sure I get down to 118. We're only like two or three pounds over. Um, and then mentally, just staying focused on what what I what I need to do. Uh, I'm just you know staying calm and just waiting for the moment to get here to get into the ring and do what what we're supposed to do. And and that's uh, be victorious by the end of the night. All righty. And uh, in 2016, you were active. You had four fights. One fight uh, was a draw, but and one fight went to full ten rounds where you were victorious. And uh, you had a couple of impressive knockouts too in 2016. Uh, so give us a little overall grade evaluation of yourself, Antonio, in 2016 from start to finish, where do you think you improved the most and where do you think moving forward you have to work on? You know, um, I, 2016, I give myself uh, about a, a B, about a B plus, you know, there, we had some, uh, like those draws, we had some notches, some draws that, you know, I just got to stay focused. There's, there's times that, that uh, when I'm in there, I just get on focus and sometimes get away from the game plan, and and that's what we've been working on, staying focused and continuing the game plan no matter what, what what's going on in there. And um, one one aspect that I had to do is make sure that um not overtrain myself because I'm a gym rat. I'm always in the gym. I'm always working working out hard, and you know we we got to make sure that we're we're timing everything the right way and and not getting over overtrained and and make sure that we're peaking at the right times. Now, has something like that happened in uh, your previous fights where you attributed to uh, being overtrained? Uh yeah, like the draw that I got with the Santiago guy, um I think we overtrained a little bit. Um that night I that night I I felt like it just felt like if I was out of shape, like I was flat-footed, um I was I was really, really everything. My punches were flat. Everything like it was. It was just not a good night for me. And and they had a they had a reason of, you know. At first we were. They said we were not fighting. So, you know, I didn't. We I stopped training. I took a couple of weeks off, and then all of a sudden we were back on. So we started going back hard because I wasn't uh, training, and then they were off and, and different opponents. You know, so it had a lot to do with that as well. But. You know, we just—I just, just got to make sure that that we we train the right way, and we we make sure that we're not overtraining, and that's what we did for this fight. We made sure that I took breaks when I needed, um, let my body rest when I needed it to rest, and uh, and and go hard when my body felt good. Now, was there one aspect uh, of the training that you felt you overdid it on, or was it just the overall uh, just uh, approach overall, of? Okay. Yeah, just the overall approach. You know, just. I was doing too much when when I didn't need to and and uh just everything was just we just did too much when when I didn't need to do it you know coming off from a coming off from a from a previous camp I only took off about a week off from from training fighting 10 rounds and then just jumping back on it you know it just didn't give my body enough time to rest And when you talk about Antonio staying 
uh, focused and giving your body enough time time to rest. I mean, you you hold a full time job as well. And, I do. Uh, yes. Talk, talk talk a little bit about that and uh, how that comes into play and how you fit that into your schedule and remain to stay focused to prepare for such uh, you know a, a grueling uh, profession as you do. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So so I currently work at a PNC Bank here in uh, Cleveland. Uh, I work 40 hours a week. You know, um, it fits it fits in my schedule because uh, we we don't train till uh, six six thirty. So I usually be out of work by by five five thirty. So it gives me enough time to get to the gym and and do that. But you know, there's times that I be at work and I'm I'm just having a stressful day at work, and uh, at times that carries over to the gym and and uh, you know, you just has a stressful day and you you don't do it as good as you as you want to in the gym and that just leads to that but you know this camp i was able to focus and and make sure i kept both of them separated and they would have to do in the gym and then that they would have to do at work and not let things uh, interfere with each other now when you have those hard days at work and it's a little tougher to get uh to the gym i you know i would imagine that could happen quite often uh, what, what is your main motivation what's your motivational factor to push yourself to not skip the gym work that you so much uh, that you relish so much you know i just you know i just tell myself you know i started this you know we we might as well finish it so you know I'll get to the gym even though even though i didn't have a good day at work you know let's turn around at the gym and and let's finish out strong you know and you just gotta I just gotta keep telling myself like let's let's just go let's go do it, let's finish it. You know. Sometimes sometimes you have that day at work that you just wanna go home and go to sleep, but you just got I just tell myself, you know, we, we don't got time for that. We can't we can't afford to take a step backwards. You gotta keep moving forward. All righty, and uh, do you, do you get time off now? Do you have to work up until fight night? Uh, do you get some days off from your job? No, I'm a, I'm actually off I'm actually off uh, all week now, so um, I won't be back to work until after the fight. Um, I'm blessed to have uh, a manager, a PNC that um, you know supports what I'm doing, and and uh, he gives me the days off that I need, and um, and then they help out a lot. Then you know they're they're actually um, he's actually uh, he likes the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing, and. Uh, very supportive, very supportive of, of what I'm doing, and uh, he's a great guy. Not many managers right. uh, do that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good plus. Uh, is he a boxing fan? Uh, he is. He does go, uh, he does go to the fights when uh, when they're able to. Um, um, everybody that I work with at the branch, uh, if the closest fight, if the the fight's close enough, uh, they all like to go and they all like to support me. So it, it's something good. Right, and you've been a professional fighter since 2011. Uh, you fought a lot uh, across uh, the country, West Virginia, New York. You even fought in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, obviously, uh, with the exception of a couple of draws. You have no blemishes on your record. But if you share with us the biggest moment of adversity that you had to overcome in uh, a prize fight up till now. And, you know, when I fought... Um, uh... When I fought for the for the WBO and NBO belt, um, that was my uh, it was a ten rounder that you know, I haven't I I didn't go. Before that, we 
we didn't go 10 rounds before that and you know just adjusting to it the fact that the guy that had a very tough opponent in front of me and I was hitting him with, with all my best shots and he was there and he was taking them like <laughs> he was taking those shots like nothing and he just kept coming and and you know I was telling myself like all right you just got to keep digging in he's going to be here for the long run so you know it's like he just kept pushing and he kept coming I hit him with everything I had and he just just kept coming and you know at times sometimes you start thinking to yourself like what do I do now this guy's still in front of you still throwing punches but you know we 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 stick to the game plan we we kept boxing and we, we were we were able to get the victory but you know think times like that when you enter things like that for the first time you'd be like this guy's taking all your shot all your shots what are you gonna do now you know and sometimes your mind starts to wonder like all right <laughs> What do we do now? But like, yeah, I got a good team, and they and they were they helped me uh, get the victory. All righty, and uh, I see we have a call on the line from six two zero area code. Uh, do you mind taking a call from uh, from the audience? Not a problem. All righty, caller from the six two zero area code. You have a question for Antonio? Yeah, I don't know if he uh, would know the answer to this or not or even know the reference. Um, I'm from a town in Kansas. Um, boxers Brandon Rios and Victor Ortiz are both from this town, and they've had this giant rivalry for years, and they were supposed to fight last month, and for some reason that fight never happened. I was wondering if uh, either one of you knew what happened in that situation. Uh, wait, what's your name, caller? Derek. Um, Antonio, you know anything about that? No, I just I heard that I knew the fight was supposed to happen, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know when it, when it comes to Rios and or Ortiz, they make a lot. Uh, they just they make just as much many headlines outside of the ring as in uh, you know Rios is retired. He's not retired, or Ortiz uh, a lot of inactivity. So I'm not really sure. I've seen a lot of okay. videos of uh, Brandon Rios training, but I never said nothing, I didn't see nothing of Victor Victor Ortiz at all. So I'm not 100 percent sure what happened there. Uh, and a follow up question, and I'll let you guys get back to your conversation. Um, like I said, I'm from the town where those two guys are from, so they're that as much in the main in the media that those guys are. Like they're they're a lot in the media here in this town. Um, whenever he fought Mayweather. Uh, I'm not really a boxing follower, but I watched that fight, obviously, from him being from the small town. And me, as somebody who isn't a boxing enthusiast, I really felt like it wasn't a real fight. Like, to me, it looked like I was watching, like, uh, wrestling, like you would watch on Monday night or something. Do you know? Do you feel that if uh, that was a legitimate fight, or is it a possibility uh, in, in big-time boxing that people are paid to take dives? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely think it was, a, you know, bad sportsmanship on uh, both fighters' parts. First, or, or Ortiz with the the headbutts and a lot of the extracurriculars, and then uh, Mayweather. And uh, you know, prior to that fight, I, I thought Joe Cortez at that stage of his career was a bad choice for the referee. So who knows? I don't know. Antonio, you care to comment? Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. You know, I thought at the beginning of the fight, I thought Victor Ortiz was doing okay, but then, like you said, uh, they both started getting uh, just rough with each other, and I don't know. I don't know why uh, 
what was going on that night? That was a weird night. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, uh, in, in terms of it being staged, uh, I hope not. <laughs> that, that's a, the best right. I can keep it. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, at that high level, I, I, I don't think so. I, I just think it was a, a bad night of boxing uh, and, uh, there was a lot yeah, of controversy. Just single you know, was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Derek? No, I appreciate you guys uh, for your answers and uh, have a good show. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Take and, it easy, uh, man. We do have another caller on the line from the 647 area code. I'm not sure if they are just listening or they have to queue in the, to inform me if they do want to uh, ask a question. But uh, we're coming towards the end here with Antonio uh, Nieves. I don't want to keep you that, that much longer, but uh, fighting uh, bantamweight division, the division that uh, is usually known for its high-octane, high-volume punches, uh, a lot of action. Uh, over the course of the years, I don't know how uh, big of a, a boxing historian you are or a fan, but uh, give us some of the, the favorite, some of your favorite fighters. Maybe not necessarily in the bantamweight division, but uh, growing up, and uh, currently, who some of the fighters you admire? I like um, one one guy uh, like um, that started at a low weight was Juan Manuel Marquez. Man, he's he's a great counter puncher, he, overall great fighter. But you know, I grew up watching Tito Trinidad, um, you know, all those great Puerto Rican fighters that that came way before me. You know, I always watched that. But like I said, I like um, uh, Marquez is a wonderful fighter, and uh, right now I like Cotto. You know, I, I I like you know anybody that puts on a good show. I like I I watch watch boxing no matter who it is. Beginning stages, middle stages, uh, at the top. Uh, I I I love the sport so much that you know I try to keep as much tabs as I can on everybody. All righty, now you're you're resident of Cleveland, Ohio, a big sports town. Is it a big boxing town though, Cleveland? Back in the day, it was uh, it uh, it died out? It died out a little bit. Um, we're trying to make a comeback now. Um, but you know we are a big sports fan, but boxing is not not what it used to be here in Cleveland. All righty, and uh, if you could go back in time and test your skills against uh, somebody of the past, who would who would you choose? Who would I choose? I don't know. Uh, you know, Orlando Canizales was a great bantamweight for a long time. You know we're we're friends on Facebook. Um, he he was a great bantamweight. Oh yeah, I interviewed yeah. him. Uh, one of my, I think he's one of the best bantamweights of all time. Like you said, right. very underappreciated. The skills on that man was was unreal. Uh, one of the one of my favorite interviews was interviewing him. Good one. Yeah, he uh, greatest bantamweight of all time. And he when 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 um when I found out about him and I just started watching his his fights on YouTube, man, the man has skills. Like, like you said, underrated, man. He unappreciated, man. He had, he has skills for days. And I think he fought in the last 15 round fight. I know Calvin Grove and Jorge Paez also uh, fought in a 15 rounder towards the end of that uh, era. Uh, But, uh, you know, 
obviously something like that will probably never come back. But uh, would you be opposed to it if it uh, was brought up to the, the, the fight to 15 rounds? Uh, you haven't even gone 12 yet, so it might be a weird question right. to ask. But uh, the, the, the history of boxing would have been a lot different if we didn't have 15-round fights for so many years. Right. I'd I'd like to do a fifteen uh, round fight one day. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever going to come back. So uh, unless I could build that time machine, we might not get it, uh, Antonio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time, Antonio Nieves, uh, squaring off against Nikolai Potabov as the co-feature of the big Clarissa Shields card on Showbox in Detroit, Michigan on uh, Friday night on Showbox. So looking forward to that. Thank you for your uh, time. Now's the time for you to uh, make your closing remarks. Um, you know, just everybody tune in. It's going to be a great fight. Um, it's going to be action-packed because he's coming to fight, and, and so am I. So boxing fans that are not going to be disappointed. Um, but at the end of the day, my hand will be raised. All righty. Thank you, Antonio Nieves. Thank you for your time and uh, looking forward to the fights. You have a good rest of your evening. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. All right. We're going to take a quick break and uh, 